Joining us for an always entertaining conversation is Bob Moriarty, the founder of 321Gold and 321Energy.com. Mr. Moriarty, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> well, it's a great time to catch up with you during these critical times. If you're joining us for the first time on Proven Improbable, you're in for a treat, as we plan to cover a lot of ground from geopolitics to the World Economic Forum, and we will conclude our conversation with physical precious metals. Bob, the world is on the edge of its seat as the United States seems destined to become the next empire that once was. As a Marine with 42 air medals, three distinguished flying crosses, along with 700 combat missions in the Bird Dog, and another 125 missions in the F-4B. I would love to hear your take on President Biden's attack on half the nation last week outside of the Independence Hall in Philadelphia. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, it, it's going to go down in history as one of the most bizarre events of presidential history it it literally was something out of nazi germany and and there were some things about it that were really ugly the idea of having two marines in dress blues uh standing at parade dress behind him was was something obscene and and you suggested that he just uh declared war on half of America and, and of course that's rubbish uh, the people who voted for Joe Biden have been turning over in their graves for the last um, year and a half yes <laughs> could have said it better and and you 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 shared the same thoughts I did when I somewhere deep in my subconscious the name Hitler came to my mind during the address. Now, this all comes on the heels as President Trump's residence is being raided by the deep state. Or, or did I say that? I meant to say the FBI. This begs the question, what do you think is next around the corner? Uh, we're guaranteed something very interesting. Uh, what I got out of the raid on Trump was the fact that the FBI agents that are being investigated for their part in the Russiagate scam were part of the team to to invade the house. Now, that's bizarre. Uh, I, I don't have any question in my mind whatsoever. Trump took as many documents as he could indicating what the FBI and specifically which agents were involved in that. Uh, how much do you remember about the Praetorian guards? They were the guards for the Roman emperors. Uh, they started out as the, the guards for the Roman generals, and that evolved into being guards for the emperors. And at times in the third and fourth centuries, uh, the Praetorian guards would literally decide uh, who should be the emperor. And if they didn't like you, they'd just kill you. And that's precisely what we got with the FBI, with the DOJ, uh, CIA was involved. Uh, 
that that's that's bizarre. When the Praetorian Guard starts selecting the president, it's end of empire. Now, one of the things that I want to say, of course, anybody that says anything that's even faintly pro-Trump is why well, you're just a Trumper. And, and I didn't like Trump. I thought he was total fat ass, jackass. However, uh, what happened in the election was absolutely clear. And if anyone's confused about how honest the election was, uh, they need to watch the movie 2000 Mules and that settled the issue. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine the FBI turning into a Gestapo or NKVD, but that's what it looks like. Before we leave the United States, how concerned are you that we could potentially have a civil war, or is that too far-fetched? No, no, not at all. Uh, strange enough, uh, uh, instead of analyzing what Biden's doing, what we need to do is to analyze why he's doing it, okay? Mm -hmm. The Democrats are going to get their asses kicked this fall, okay? It, 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 strange enough, even the Republicans don't offer very much but the one thing that Republicans offer is they're not the Democrats. Uh, Biden and the Democrats and the woke generation, Antifa and BLM, have, have literally destroyed the country. And Biden wants a war. He's pouring money and weapons into Ukraine. There is nobody in the United States trying to end the war. And the entire government is pouring billions of dollars into prolonging. He wants a war. And he may want a nuclear war. Uh, Liz Truss, who was just selected as the prime minister of Great Britain, said she had no problem. Okay, If she needs to push the nuclear button, she'll push it. And, and that's bizarre. When I listen to a politician... I want to hear them explain how the worst thing that could ever possibly do is get their country into a nuclear war. When you got the leader of a major power in the world saying, nuclear war, what a great idea. Uh, un unfortunately, that, that could be on the agenda. But what's going to happen? The, the Democrats are in a panic. The World Economic Forum's in a panic. And they're going to do everything they can to divert attention away from inflation, the total disaster of the economy in the United States, and, and starting a civil war is a great idea. They essentially have declared war on, on the Republicans. Leaving the U.S., let's visit Germany where winter is approaching, and at present, Russia doesn't want to supply Germany with natural gas to heat their homes. What are the latest developments there? Well, strange enough, you just said something that isn't true. Please expand for us. Well, you said Russia doesn't want to supply Germany with natural gas. That's bullshit. So what should the narrative be, sir? Well, the narrative that the, that the mainstream media is pumping is that Russia is a bad partner and they're not playing nice. But the actual fact is Russia would be happy 
to, to start up Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2, and sell gas to Germany into the EU at reasonable prices. It's the EU and NATO and the U.S. that put the sanctions up. And there's something absolutely bizarre about a German politician who, who's put these horrible sanctions trying to hurt the Russians, saying Russia's a bad partner. Russia's a great partner. Russia would love to deal with the EU. And the EU's being a bunch of stupid assholes. Yeah, Russia was a great partner uh, prior to the Ukraine situation. <laughs> no, no, they'd be a great partner now. They were delivering gas up until a week ago. And, and the EU keeps increasing the sanctions. Now, I said on the 1st of March that the sanctions were suicide for the EU, NATO, and the United States. I absolutely stand by that. If you go back and you look at a chart of the Russian ruble, the Russian ruble was in free fall, and everyone in the West was convinced Russia was going to be on their knees. And I looked at it and said, rubbish. Europe needs Russia. That's what nobody thinks about. Europe needs Russia. Russia does not need Europe. Here's how daft it's gotten. China is not an exporter of natural gas, but China has been sending LNG to Europe, okay? Guess where they're buying it? Well, Russia. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, now, the, the wholesale price of electricity in France is up 1,000%. The wholesale price of electricity in Germany is up 860%. There are two ways that you can do economic damage to a country uh, by shutting off the energy supply. Do you have any idea of what the two ways are? One way is turn the gas off. What's right. the other way? Well, then if the other way has to be, then turn the gas on? No. Leave the gas on, but 10 times higher price than it was before. So Russia has essentially given Europe two important choices. And they can take either choice. They can either freeze to death this winter, or they can starve to death. Now, I sent you a list of the countries in Europe that are having civil disorder right now. I will predict, let's see, what is today? Today is the 7th of September. By January 1st, there will be half a dozen or 10 or 15 countries in the EU that will be in revolution or near revolution. The, the chaos, the, the, worldwide rec, uh, the worldwide revolution that I predicted six years ago has already started. And it's going to get worse. And Americans have no concept. I mean, uh, 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 Americans are peeing in their pants because the price of gas doubled. Well, how would you like to be paying 10 times as much for it? Now, have you watched what the governments in Europe are, are doing for their citizens to solve the problem? Have you paid any attention to what, what England's saying they're going to do? Uh, is it just rationing? Is that the only solution? No, actually, they're going to subsidize it. 
Okay, so if your if your power bill should go up uh, ten times, uh, they're going to subsidize it, and it's only going to double. But what is the fatal flaw to the governments in Europe subsidizing the price of energy? Well, somebody has to pay for that still. Ah, very good. Thank you. You got that right away. That was the easiest question I think I've asked. Can we? No question. I mean, the crazy thing is we're going to help you. We're not going to take money from your pocket right now. We're going to take money from your pocket tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. Uh, we're, we're doing things that are so stupid. Okay, let's go back to the student uh, loan crisis. What's the United States doing? Subsidizing it. Uh, we're going to subsidize it. And what's that going to do to the cost of going to college? Well, it's going to actually increase it. Yeah, exactly right. Because the colleges look at it and say, hey, we got a free ride. What a good deal. We can double our prices and nobody gives it shit. But the problem with it is it increases the cost of college to the kids who can't afford it. And the kids who can't afford it say, well, Jesus, you know, now I can get two degrees in underwater basket weaving and I don't have to pay for it. Well, yeah, that's right, kid. You don't have to pay for it, but your dad does. Yeah, it's uh, truly unfortunate. You, so those numbers are staggering, 1,000%, 850%. And then you reference the EU. There's currently 27 countries that comprise it. There's a potential here you're sharing up to a dozen could be leaving. How could this breakup in the EU impact NATO? Oh, NATO's history. Uh, the, the Secretary General, which is the title of the guy that runs NATO, the Secretary of the General of NATO just came out and said, NATO has been arming Ukraine and training them since 2014. Hmm. Now, NATO, uh, Ukraine is not a part of NATO. So what was NATO doing arming Ukraine? Other than here is a deliberate effort to harm Russia, okay? But the, the budget, the military budget for all the NATO countries for military affairs is $1.2 trillion a year. The military budget for Russia is $66 billion. Now, can you work that out roughly in your head? What is the ratio between NATO and what they're spending and Russia? 20 times its high. Well, okay. g- give me those numbers again. You said $1.2 trillion uh-huh. and $66 billion. So if you design 60 into $1.2, that's 20. I uh, got you. Okay. Okay, so it's almost 20 times as much. But I will tell you, as a guy that's been to war and dropped a lot of damn bombs, okay, the Russians are kicking the booty out of the Ukrainians. A a Ukrainian general just came out a few days ago and said they've had over 200,000 soldiers killed. That's catastrophic. The United States only lost 250,000 troops in all of World War II. Uh, Zelensky and his insane desire to steal more money 
uh, has destroyed his country, his military, and I think very soon the Praetorian guards in Ukraine are going to take care of whacking the emperor. Oh, those are some uh, interesting comments there. Let's, uh, you know, I don't wish any anyone's demise, but uh, let's see what happens here. <laughs> right. I, I actually wish his demise for a very simple reason. I don't have a dog in the fight. I have no desire whatsoever to watch Ukrainian soldiers being massacred. I think it's something horrible. And the idiot who caused it, you get rid of him, you solve a lot of the problem. Yeah, that's one way to solve it, isn't it? <laughs> All right. I referenced the deep state, but there's a more sinister entity, and you referenced to them earlier, that is deeper than the deep state, and very few people are aware of its existence. Bob, who is the World Economic Forum, and what is its agenda? Uh, the World Economic Forum is a group headed by Klaus Schwab, who was originally, uh, his mentor was Henry Kissinger uh, 40 years ago. Okay, it's an unelected group. It's the Davos crowd, and they get together. They're like a fraternity or a sorority, and they get together, and all the rich and beautiful and powerful people in the world talk to each other about how wonderful they are, at Klaus Schwab says, hey, I've got, I, I've got a great idea. What we need to do is get rid of the useless eaters. And by 2030, uh, they will own nothing. And they will owe nothing. And they'll be happy. And, of course, what that leaves unspoken is, well, if, if you and I don't own anything... Who does? Mm -hmm. And of course, the answer is the World Economic Forum. Uh, my, my problem is you can pick up any history book written in any language at any time, and it's a story after one set of elites, after another set of elites, after another set of elites who say, hey, I got a really great idea. Why don't we go invade Sparta? You know, we're not doing anything with the military. Why don't we send them over there to kick their booty? And, and of course, history is made up of the story of the fools, not of the smart people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the World Economic Forum is failing. The World Economic Forum was behind Antifa. They were behind BLM. They were behind their absolutely behind climate change, which happens to be fiction, by the way. Uh, they're behind green energy. They're behind uh, the flu, the reaction to the flu. And they play a large part in Ukraine. I mean, George Soros has his bloody mitts all over Ukraine. Uh, and while they're losing, which is the good news, they're doing enormous damage, killing tens of millions of people for no purpose. Uh, their chief technical guy, Harari, makes no bones about it. It's, we need a lot fewer people. And uh, I hate to say this, there's another good book out called uh, The End of the World is Just the Beginning. 
And he makes a very convincing argument that because of demographics in Russia and China and Germany, actually, uh, we have passed peak population and population that's going to go down. But we've got fools like Biden who say he's going to destroy fossil fuels, and he's done everything in his power to do that. And there's a direct relationship between the consumption of power and population. So if you kill uh, fossil fuel, you, you have to kill off much of the population. Now, whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, I'm not going to comment on Okay, what I am going to comment on, I'm not smart enough to decide who should die. And I'll damn sure tell you that Bill Gates and Soros and Klaus Schwab and the rest of the assholes from Davos, they're not qualified either. They 1,500 people flew into Davos in their private jets to talk about how we should not have private vehicles at Instead of eating meat, we should be eating bugs. And I, I would just love to know how many bugs they ate in, in Switzerland. I'll tell you, not damn many. And also, they don't want us on fossil fuels, yet their jets are fossil fueled. <laughs> well, it's okay for them. It's good enough for me, but it's not good enough for you. I mean, we, we certainly saw it during the flu. Uh, we had had the governors and all the politicians who were making these incredibly uh, Nazi rules about what you and I should do. They're flitting off to to vacation and violating everything. Uh, strange enough, Boris Johnson got the boot because he had a party uh, and lied about it. And, and of course. These politicians, you can count on them both having parties when everybody else is locked down and then lying about it. Newsom did the same thing. Pelosi did the same thing. It's always, you know, one set of rules for me and another set of rules for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the WEF subscribes to modern monetary theory is it fair to say it's like keynesian economics on steroids along with a high dosage of fascism with the intent that the patient ends with a global reset well uh the patient dies because you killed the economy and their hope is that the peons that you and me the useless eaters don't wake up to it and in fact, I'm going to tell you, it's going to fail. It's failed every time in history, and it's going to fail this time. I'm not sure that I would agree that MMT is part of the WEF. MMT is just another stupid socialist idea. Of, um, the, the government has the right to print unlimited money, and it's good for you. And it's not good for you. It's good for the 1%. And it's stealing from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Now, recently, the WF has been targeting the farmers in the Netherlands, which is the second largest exporter of food in the world. Why are they targeting the farmers and specifically in the Netherlands? Well, they're not. Okay. They're targeting farmers in Ireland. They're targeting farmers in Canada. They're targeting far farmers in, in Spain and in Italy. And in the Netherlands, okay, and specifically in the Netherlands, what they're trying to do, and that's where it gets really sick, 
is they want to create a city. They literally have targeted one specific area, and we're going to get rid of all the farmers in this area, and we're going to make a city for, for illegal immigrants. Uh, what they're doing, and there's no question whatsoever, we're in an environment of extremely high inflation, extremely high energy costs. There is a worldwide uh, heat wave, so the production of food is down seriously this year, and these friggin' idiots are, are trying to kill farming, but Trudeau is trying to do the same thing to 11,200 farmers in Canada. And you cannot bust a guy's rights bowl without him getting pissed off. And that's how we're going to break these people. Now, our time is limited today, but in our next discussion, we should definitely delve deeper into the WF. We've covered the bad. Let's discuss the good. Moving on to physical precious metals. Bob, the United States is regressing at an alarming pace. Governments always fail, and when they do, they take their currency down with them. And there's also a moral decay occurring right now in America. We're witnessing spenders attacking savers. Now, I'm not asking you for a price prediction or how much longer the United States will retain its reserve currency status. What I do want to find out is why should someone listening buy precious metals today? Uh, interesting question, and this goes back to Putin and China and their plans for an alternative currency based on real goods. Uh, the West, and that certainly includes the United States, but it's not exclusive to the United States, the West has a debt-based financial system. What is the fatal flaw to any debt-based financial system. 100% guaranteed to fail. Well, yeah, but all financial systems fail at some point. It's guaranteed to fail for a really simple reason. Anytime you loan money at interest, there is always more money owed than exists. So periodically, you need to have some kind of reset. If you go back to Babylonian times in early Palestine, uh, what they would do is they would have jubilee and they would write off the debts. The, the kings then didn't want to kick the farmers off their land because they needed food. So what they would do is reset it and it start all over again. Uh, the debt-based financial system is fatally flawed the U.S. and the West has gotten away with it for really uh, 2,000 years. And, and Putin's aware of it, and he said, this is nonsense. We've got to go to some kind of financial uh, system based on real goods. And there's been a lot of discussion in the last six months. Originally, it was going to be gold. You could, you could buy uh, rubles with gold, but the ruble increased in value so much that it would have made the price of gold too high. So, so they changed their narrative to it would be a basket of currencies or a basket of commodities. And of course, that's bullshit because that's not a particularly easy way to do it. And the easy way to do it is to go back to gold and silver. 
and that's in fact what's in the works and that's what will happen in the next four months you will see more change than probably we've had in the last 50 years and it's going to be based around the collapse of the debt-based financial system you still got negative interest rates in Europe and you've got anywhere from 8 to 70 percent inflation and that just simply cannot happen uh, the bond markets crashing the stock markets crashing and we need to go back to real assets your choices are quite simple you can either have a piece of paper guaranteed by the promises of some government or you can have something real okay now strange enough doesn't have to be gold doesn't have to be silver it could be oil it could be corn it could be sugar it could be anything but it's a lot more convenient to hold gold or silver now let me give credit where credit is due in private conversations back i believe it was april may you were sharing with me precious metals are going to be a lot lower in september october and so far you've been spot on do you anticipate the metals to go lower or have they bottomed well, uh, Maurice, there's this really great website that you should go to. <laughs> you got any idea what I'm going to recommend? Uh, it might be 321gold.com. 321gold.com. And if you go to 321gold.com and read an article from September 5th, an interview I did, it said a major low in precious metals is imminent. Bingo. Well, if you don't now, mind... I hate to say it, I'm going to take credit for it. I did the interview on Wednesday. The low was on Thursday. I hate to say it, but I nailed it. <laughs> That's why what we... I like most about me is my modesty. That's it. <laughs> You're very modest. No, one's, no one can ever argue with you on that one. Uh, what medals are you buying right now, right now I should say, and why? Uh, silver because it's the cheapest in relative terms. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't say platinum. That that, that kind of hurt me there. You know, that's my favorite metal. Uh, platinum is so manipulated and, and truly manipulated. And until the world wakes up to electric vehicles do not work financially, electric vehicles don't work Solar power doesn't work. Wind turbines don't work. But hydrocarbons do. And uh, we need platinum and palladium for uh, gasoline and diesel vehicles. Now, in closing, Bob, you've written some of my favorite books, and one of them is The Art of Peace. May I ask you to share some of what you wrote on the last page? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, it's a hell of a coincidence what you just said. Those are some of my favorite books, too. <laughs> well, we have something else in common besides uh, the love for natural resources. <laughs> uh, great minds run in the same gutters. Let me, let me find a book here. Be patient with me. Well, Bob, while you're doing that, let me give a little uh, commercial here. Ladies and gentlemen, before you make your next precious metals purchase, give me a call at 855-505-1900. I'm licensed to buy and sell precious metals through Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, the only online dealer that is licensed and bonded 
period, with over 30 years of being in business. And folks, don't take my word for it. Google customer complaints against Miles Franklin and then look up customer complaints where you may have been considering buying. Then give me a call. I'll be delighted to speak with you about your next purchase. We also offer precious metal IRAs and segregated depository accounts with Brinks. And also I have a special treat for you in the description box. It's the best video on why and when to buy and sell precious metals. Just click the link in the description box below. Mr. Moriarty, back to you, sir. Okay. Uh, this is a book that I wrote in 2016. Now, you're aware of my military background. I never felt like writing a book talking about how wonderful war was. Frankly, I don't think war is wonderful at all. And too many books about combat, glorified combat, which is, is certainly wrong. Putin spoke at the UN in 2015 and he said do you realize what you've done and of course he was talking about the United States and Iraq and Iran and Pakistan and, and Afghanistan and when he said that I thought you know that's the kind of question that all of us should be asking and we're not so I wrote the book, and I essentially told the story of me starting out as an 18-year-old kid in boot camp at, and going into flight training when I was 18 and uh, getting my wings when I was 20 and flying the F-4, uh, hottest fighter in the world, as the youngest fighter pilot in the world when I was 20 years old. I end the book, this is the very last page, the United States began the process of living beyond its means by printing money after the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1944. It sounded like a great idea to Europe as a way of funding their cradle-to-grave social programs. Now the world is awash in a sea of debt that can never be paid back. All debts get settled. Either the borrower pays them or the lender pays them. The world had its last opportunity to settle the books in 2008 in the GFC and failed. Now the debt level is so high, it will take a great collapse to return to sanity. The good news is we have far more government than we can reasonably afford. All governments have been buying votes by making promises they cannot possibly afford. It's not an issue of taxes. No government could afford to tax their voters enough to pay for the promise they've made. We will have less government in the future simply because we cannot afford them. And with any luck at all, fewer wars. The world has gone full cycle since the peace of Westphalia. Peace is never popular. No politicians ever won election on a plank of peace. It's ingrained in humans to want wars for a variety of reasons. But we will have peace because we can no longer afford constant war. The cost is too high. And, and given that was written six years ago, I'm going to take credit for it. That's a great book. 
<laughs> you and I were corresponding last night, and uh, you referenced the book, and I shared, hey, I actually happen to have it in my hand right now. I was looking at some, uh, some, some pieces there in the literature that you wrote. Excellent book. And, Bob, you've written a number of books, and they're all my favorites. Would you mind sharing with us where we can find them? Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, you can actually find them at any bookstore. Uh, they can order them from you. The easy way to do it is to buy it on the Amazon. But I've got a page in Amazon. Somebody asked me recently how many books I had written. And frankly, I couldn't remember. It's around 10. But uh, the interesting thing is I've written everything from pure fantasy fiction to uh, a military book to economics books. And... Uh, you know, and I will say this in some modesty, not a lot of modesty, but some, <laughs> uh, they're very readable books. People enjoy reading the books. You don't have to believe me. Go to Amazon and read the reviews, and, and they're good reviews. They help people. Uh, my children have been reading your books, as you know that. I've shared that on previous interviews as well. And also, if you visit Proven Improbable, click the Education tab. You're going to see a lot of those books uh, by Mr. Moriarty as well. Mr. Moriarty, it's been a pleasure as always. Wishing you the absolute best, sir. Thank you. Uh, good job as always.